time I say it's been a long time Stop smiling at me, get that look off your face Please don't even front, stop being so fake I know you do not like me and you made it very clear Always talking about from what I hear Always put me down when you thought that you could I want you to know that I'm doing so good Go ahead sis, bring it in So good, so good, so good I know you hate. So good, so good, so good. I'm doing so, 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 so good. I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so good. Yes. Big mood. What a key Big change. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a key change. I felt that in my spirit, actually. Big mood. Come on for this OG DC Destiny's Child. I was going to say DC3, but I think that was No, that was DC4, honey. That was DC4. That was DC4. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was the original four, actually. Yes. Come on here, Latoya and Latavia. Come on. Come on, Latoya and Latavia. <laughs> and also... <laughs> Calandria, and of course, we shall not forget Beyonce. Absolutely. Beyonce, Beyonce. How are well, you, those sister? Are ethnic-ass names. I love to see it. I love us as a people, and I want us to bring that back. Yes. Uh, you know, several yeah. people, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Kirk Franklin went down to the, to the posted down. Sister. I guess his, <laughs> uh, his, his daughter had a child, so he welcomed a new grandbaby. Um... And he used that occasion to say that we need to return to the sturdy black names of yesteryear. He must be listening against it. He must he be listening. Be. He must be mm-hmm. listening and or following my Twitter because I found yeah. the tweet from 2018 yeah. saying that we needed yeah. to resurrect the sturdy black names of yesteryear. Yeah. Names like Haywood and Melba. Ruby. <laughs> Darius. You know, <laughs> like we got to go back. Cora. Earl. Yes. We've yeah. got to go back to to these to these sturdy names of yesteryear. Um, but shout out to, you know, the new baby Franklin. Uh, I think the baby's name is Levi, if I'm not. Levi is a good that's a sturdy name. But I feel like it's a it's a girl. Oh, I like that. Same. I like that. Levi Ford. I like that. Samesies. Most, most samesies. Most as well. I agree. I do enjoy that. I think if you had to give a possible future child a sturdy black name, what would it be? Um, I would probably keep it funky. And, you know, my Dida's name is Lester. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So it would yes, be in Lester. that in that vicinity, if not that name exactly, Lester. Yeah. My grandparents were yeah. Lester and Mary, like 227. Mine are Beverly and Larry. Yes, indeed. We need to go uh-huh. back. We, you know, like my friend Leslie, her parents, they have such good sturdy names. Gloria and Wallace. Oh, girl. Wait, my other grandparents, Maddie and Joe. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is it like? I just feel like the children need to have, you know, when you old, like, like your baby, like babies now, like when they turn 40 and their, their, uh, their parents' names is going to be like Nevaeh 
and Darius. Yeah. It's like yeah. it don't hit the same. But Darius, know? Darius is Darius is like it's not sturdy black like Levi, but it's like it's I a think little it's bit more sturdy enough black. Right. It's a, just a smidge, but I don't think it's today common. I think that's more our generation. Fair. You know, Fair. we grew up with a lot of Devontes, Devons, uh, Darius's, Jadens. Um, Jadens, you know, which is an offshoot from my name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, they just had to add an extra letter. Yes. Um, I think I would name my next child Shirley Chisholm. Keep her real grounded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think so. Like Shirley mid first and middle. Yeah, Shirley Chisholm. Like it's like hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, Shirley Chisholm? Yo. <laughs> What's wild is that, like, I remember uh, being young um, and my grandmother being very, very vocal about not wanting any of us to name her their our children after her. It was very much oh. like, don't do that. <laughs> and what's her name again? My grandma's name, name again? was Mary. Oh, you did say Mary. Okay. And she was very much like, we don't got to do that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, She's no. like, no, please don't. Please, please don't. Do we don't. Yeah. Mary's been on. done enough. Yeah. We've okay, moved fair. on from that. We don't need to do that. I would do it. My, my grandmother's mother's name was Cora, which I would do. I very would do black. something like that. Extremely Cora. black. Cora. 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 Yeah. I might go back to uh I might go back to um the women of Brewster place named my baby Basil. Basil. <laughs> baby. Basil. That damn Basil. <laughs> I miss Dustin. Me, every time I think about the women of Brewster place, I think about Dust Out Me. We would just see each other in the street and start singing. Woo. Let me tell you something. We need a good Vesta woman came through Listen. with the fucking women of Brewster Place. That, I mean, that wailing and hollering and screaming. <laughs> I mean, don't we all have, don't we all feel that in our bellies? We do. For, th- through and through. Ooh. Very good. I do love me a, a good women of Brewster Place moment. Did you watch the TV show when it was on? I don't remember. Um, I would venture to say that there is an a great chance that I did but if I'm being completely honest I don't remember it I probably if I saw a clip of it I'd be like oh yeah yeah I've seen that but it was only one season and it was right. you know and then it got canceled so I'm not it's not one that everybody remembers but I just wonder I'm like let me see how many niggas watched the first season of Women of Bruce first and only season of first Women of Bruce and Bruce. only season but anyway how are you sister we, how you doing I'm doing my best sis. I don't have any complaints working hard mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And feeling my feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I feel uh, honestly a little a little heavy emotionally. Um, yeah. But trying to make space for those emotions and not sort yeah, of yeah. skirt past them, but sort of move through them in a way, which is a little uncomfortable, but I'm working through it. I'm working through it. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm glad you said that, actually. I think that's important, right? Like, we talk about the moms. We talk about our moms not being the most vulnerable, which would have been helpful in order for us to honor how we're feeling. So I'm grateful for you for sharing that, actually. I think that's 
that's going to help somebody else who's like, you know what? I've been trying to run from these feelings and pretend like they're not there. And that's not the most helpful thing for us when we're feeling them, right? You got to lean into and just allow yourself to feel that. It won't be that way forever. For sure. For sure. There is a reason why our triggers trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And so there is some work in sort of sitting with that for a moment. Um, and I think exploring all the all the ways that our triggers trigger, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes they, all the time they're valid, but sometimes it, it, it it's a moment for us to speak up mm-hmm. about our triggers and set our boundaries. Sometimes it's a moment to reflect on whether or not we're allowing those triggers to project onto someone else. Right. But I think they're always worth an evaluation. Yeah. And a and a, and a lean in. Absolutely. Yeah. And in this case, um, I feel like. My trigger, I was triggered. And then that sort of Mm -hmm. like helped me to see that I'd been, see a pattern Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in my thinking Mm -hmm. um, that I'm, that's sort of the work that I'm sitting with now. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I watched that um, Alex Murdoch Mm -hmm. series down to the Netflix this weekend. I had not really gotten into that story so I just saw it and saw that it was trending on the top 10 things and was just like Mm -hmm. all right I'm gonna watch this um had no idea that uh sort of one of the main components of that story was that the son Mm -hmm. facilitated a boat accident wherein the young woman Mm -hmm. drowned Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instantly Mm -hmm. yeah of course um you know sent me to a place Mm-hmm. But uh, in sort of dealing with that, I recognize something that I've been sort of sitting with, but hadn't really formed words around mm-hmm. um, in my own sort of wrestling with survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sort of honoring mm-hmm. the place where I am uh, mm-hmm. without always looking over my shoulder and expecting the next tragic thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, I struggle with deserve, right? You know, I'm in a space in life where I'm able to make different decisions mm-hmm. um, and move with certain flexibility, especially fi- financially. And I'm very grateful for that right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear a lot of people as you talk about these things and what you're doing, I've had, you know, supportive people in my network say things like, you know, I'm glad that you, um, you know, are at this place in your life, like you deserve mm-hmm. it. You've been through mm-hmm. a lot. You deserve it. And I hear mm-hmm. that and I absolutely feel that and the gratitude mm-hmm. for that. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But there are some days when that sort of framing, mm-hmm. you know, hits because it's like, I would give all of this back if I could just have my brother again. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, in thinking about what I deserve, I can't help but think about what he deserved and how he did not deserve what happened to him. And so just being mindful of, of that and owning it in a way, um, and recognizing that that is probably the cause of sort of some anxiety and things I've been sort of sitting with over the last few days. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and just sort of, you know, all of that sort of happened in a few minutes. And I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. so I've been sort of dealing with that quite a bit today, especially. Mm-hmm. And I don't know mm-hmm. what prompted me to just sort of share that. But I mean, I think that there is. Because you needed to. That's okay. It is really wild. It is mm-hmm. really wild. We're coming up on um, coming up on the anniversary of Brian's passing in a few months. And Seven years. It is so, I don't know. I, as much yeah. time has passed, it is something that can still very easily take my breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I had no idea that that particular story had that component. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a young lady named Mallory Beach um, was on a boat with her friends and she lost her life. And I know what that's, you know, what her, fam- her family experienced. Mm-hmm. And so my thoughts, even I don't know them people, but... <laughs> My thoughts are very much with them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't there's know. A, there's a certain bonding that you feel with individuals when you all go through similar traumas, right? right. And so you're going, that's, that's going to hit you, especially close to home. Understandably so. Absolutely. So you send in, send in love to a family that you don't know because you all are still bonded through um, a particular loss in a particular way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I appreciate you for sharing. Yeah. I appreciate you for sharing, being vulnerable in that way. I'm working on it. I'm working through it. I appreciate you. Thank you for always uh, holding space for me and all of our community. Those of those of you who reach out to me constantly and Mm -hmm. let me know that you, too, are working through grief. There are days when Mm -hmm. no matter what you do, you can't really outrun it so sitting in mm-hmm. it is okay too mm-hmm. sitting in it is mm-hmm. okay too so shout out to y'all but yes how are you doing what's going on in your world in your life i'm tired yeah. <laughs> i'm tired i'm on yeah, the road yeah. still um back in charleston this for a couple nice. days finish up some work and uh um headed headed over to uh savannah again and um Oakland and LA. So I'm I'm pretty beat, but I feel good about my beat. Wonderful. Um, I got to actually, and it was I didn't know this was happening until we were in route, but I got to um spend some time on my great grand grand gra- on the island my great grandfather grew up on, James Island outside of Charleston. Wonderful. I was on the island today, and as we were driving in, I felt the tingles. And I was like, okay, something is like, I'm feeling my palms is feeling nice and like a nice numbness. What's happening? And I realized as I I looked up and saw that we were on James Island and I said, oh man, this feels really special. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I told you before, the project I'm working on, ironically enough, paired with our kitchen table talk today and our amazing, incredible guest. um, I feel really great about this work. I feel really great and very aligned with what I'm doing. And so, um, yeah, I feel good and I'm grateful that I get to do this and I'm grateful for all of the ways that it's made possible. I'm grateful that I have a partner who's supportive and 
can hold the house down and doesn't act like, you know, I don't know what my kids are allergic to. What? Peanut butter. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for that. And I'm, I'm grateful to be with such an awesome, amazing team. I mean, every single individual. I love that. From Amin, who set up the sound equipment in my hotel room so that I can record this yes. show. To, to Fumi and and Zay, like it is uh, Kiana. It's a dope team, and I'm 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 grateful for them, and I um I love working with them. Which you I don't get that. to say. Shout out to Jade's about. team. Shout out to that team. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm doing I'm doing well, and I'm happy, and I'm grateful, and um, and I think you know some days I'm not happy, and I think that's okay. Yeah, and um. And yeah, I think we should all be able to feel those feelings. I think, and I think that's going to be helpful for somebody. But right. we have some trash to get into. And I'm very excited to hurry up and get over to that kitchen table talk because okay. I can't wait for you all to hear this guest. But let's get on and get this trash out the way. Let's do it. I'll clean up Oh, it's time for some basura. Cha, 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 and cha. my spirit, excuse me, trash and recycling. Shout out to you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. For the good things. The good things are the recycling. But the trash is first. Um, so I guess Kim Burrell was sick lately. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is she? Um, yeah, and I didn't realize that her and Tyrese had such a close relationship, probably me because I pay hateful ass Kim Burrell no mind. No um, idea. I had no idea. Well, he got on the internet. Mother, mother is not feeling good, and mother is not doing well. I said, "What the fuck is this?" And then she got on the internet and was like, "Y'all know Tyrese is my baby. He can do no wrong in my eyes, but oh. I am well and I am okay." And I said, "The most fascinating thing about this is not the fact that Kim Burrell and Tyrese have a very close relationship. It's a, it's the fact that Kim Burrell thinks that we give a fuck." <laughs> About Wait what she minute. got going on. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was my takeaway personally. Maybe somebody's listening disagrees, but <laughs> what? I just don't, I don't stand behind the hatefulness that is Kim Burrell and, and, and the shit that spews out of her mouth. Mean ass. You are a mean ass lady. You're a mean ass woman. And I don't give a fuck what your position is. You're mean and you're motherfucking hateful. And we don't care. And Kia is. <laughs> <sighs> That's it. That was it for Kim Burrell. Yes. You got any thoughts? No. You got yeah, nothing I to say? It. I haven't <laughs> any thoughts. I will allow uh yeah, I I will add nothing. Hateful ass. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm happy to report that uh Hallie Bailey um has an aerial doll that is oh, coming wonderful. out. Oh yes, a Disney princess doll oh, I'm in her likeness. I'm delighted, but you know why I'm the most delighted? Why? Because this little niglet that she's dealing with did not fumble her motherfucking bag. Oh, I was like, good. you know, yes. it's 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 scaring me a little bit that we got this aerial announcement. And then we didn't hear nothing else. And then all of a sudden, this little nigga here popped up on the internet and wants to make TikToks and do all manners of things to gather attention and bring negative attention to her that is Disney princess. And I said, when I saw that that doll came out and she got to celebrate that, I said, I'm so happy that this little nigga didn't 
fumble her bag. Now, I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure she is dating whoever she's dating, but I have no earthly idea. Oh, let's uh, see. Whom you're talking about. And I'm okay with that. Please Who do not is, feel uh, nope. if any I have to know, pressure. Have to know. Don't feel Nelly any pressure at all dating. to. You want to talk about a black ass name? Daryl Dwayne Granberry Jr. Oh, uh, wow. DDG is his name. Granberry. Does he have, does he make music or? You're asking me. I don't know who well, he is. Let's Jerry. see. Hold on. Let me see if Tidal, like if he's on Tidal and what they say the top tracks are. Mm. That will tell us. DDG. Okay. So he makes music, sister. Okay. And he's got pigtails. Okay. Oh. Top tracks. Nigga, his first song is a song called Elon Musk. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. You don't have to go hold any on, no. further. No, we're going to learn this together. Mm. Okay. So I have to listen. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Okay. Uh, Moonwalking in Calabasas. Hmm. Okay, let's see. Oh no, that's that sounds like me playing on the piano. Okay, well, we just to keep our nieces in prayer. I too, we do have been in my twenties and affiliated with the likes of no, niggas that true. I am all, not all quite proud actually. of today. Yeah, but we just thank God for His keeping and covering grace. <laughs> yeah, because that's all we have. I dealt with some questionable, questionable. You know what I'm saying? Definitely walk in the house Making smells like black and miles. Might only choices. be a futon. Yes. Yeah, I have yeah. made questionable yeah. choices in my young dating life, Pass. and so I have to allow these young women to do the same. But You're I just right. will continue to call their names in yeah. prayer. You see, but if I may, sister, please, you and I made some questionable choices. Everybody listening to this show, everybody. So if you exclude yourself, you're full of shit. Um, Everybody has made questionable choices. But sister, none of us were Disney princesses. And I don't give a fuck. You're absolutely, you are not wrong when you're right. We wasn't on Corina, Corina. We wasn't on Little Princess. We wasn't on The Secret Garden. Nigga, we was all in the fifth grade or I'm sorry, 20 years old down at the university. All right. She is a Disney princess. Don't fumble the bag, girl. Let me just, yes. <laughs> yes. Get this little nigga out we of here. We were rooting his, for you. His four plats. Yes. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. Hateful ass Tyra. That's another one. Okay, wait. Um, okay, I feel led to say this. I have not now do. nor ever agreed with or aligned with Kim Burrell's messages or her practices. I didn't want anyone to think that my silence was complicity. Because it is oh, not. No, I, I just wasn't prepared for Jay to say all that she said. But I did want the record oh, to reflect. Nobody call her that. I did want the record to reflect that I have taken great issue with a lot of the things that she has said. And yeah. what appears to be an outright refusal to attend to the business that is hers. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I like how you said that. Yes. And I still think she's a hateful bitch. And she's your auntie. You tell her I said she's not that she's auntie. hateful. <laughs> not you. Oh. I said anybody listening. They may listen, black people are related in That's weird ways. True. Okay. That's true. And so if that's your auntie, tell her she hateful as fuck. I and feel I said like it. there's a way in which <gasps> messages, you know, sometimes the messaging matters. <laughs> Especially when you're being phobic. <laughs> You like, can't just say anything that you want. No. And I don't care who you are. 
and I, I love fuck. everybody, but that's just what I believe. We have got to be careful with how we say what we say. And that's all I have to say. We can go on with the trash. I'm sorry. Yep. No, the... you're fine. I thought you were about to say you've never aligned with Tyra Banks. Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> Her either. Yeah. <laughs> Tyra. Okay. T- Tyra got, no, Tyra, we have been reminded of the ways in which remember. Tyra. Did you watch America's Next Top Model? Yes. Tyra stayed on it, and if she if she wasn't the one being hateful, she was allowing other pe- non-black people mm. to be hateful and complicit in 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 a That's a good call out. That's a good call. I d- she was like, I was watching that clip the other day. I told XD the other day. I was watching that clip again of when Yaya, remember Yaya mm-hmm. Respeto, mm-hmm. Yaya was on Top Model, and they had them all put on hat. They had to figure out how to how to. Um, style themselves real quick, right? And so Yaya went on a, I'm not even going to call it a tangent because they were clowning her Mm -hmm. and they were being disrespectful in the way that they were doing it. And she was calling them out on the fact that she's like, I'm not going to put on that fake ass Kente cloth hat and I put this on to represent this and so forth and so on. And just the the things that they were saying to her and what Tyra was allowing and not speaking up for, mm-hmm. as much as she tries to say that she advocates for black women, I think she is full of motherfucking shit. Tyra Banks been full of shit. She's full of herself. From when she, from top, top model down to when she put on that fat suit mm. on that, when she had that I talk show. Remember you said everybody things. got a talk show. She put yeah. on that, that, that fucking fat suit and walked around the city and wanted us all to be sad. And I was like, girl, Tyra, go to hell, girl. So, (laughs) but I don't even know how the Tyra Banks um, tangent came out. Back to Disney princesses. (laughs) Did you see who's the new Tinkerbell? No. Oh, honey, there's a new movie coming out called Wendy and Peter. Okay. And our new Tinkerbell is none other than Yara Shahidi. All right. Harvard graduate. Yes. I find that to be so exciting. So exciting. I am here for that. I am here for that. Isn't she such a cutie? She's such a cutie. I am here for that in many ways. I I think that. Okay, Yara. Listen, one thing about Yara, honey, sis is to the bag. And I am. She do not play. And got a head on her shoulders with it. And I love it for her. I feel like she's moving through these opportunities with intention and purpose. And there's like a common threads that flow throughout them. So I feel like I see a broader body of work for Yara that's taking shape in a beautiful way. And I love to see it. Absolutely. And shout out to Chocolate Mommy Love and her poppy because they have raised them kids. You know what I'm saying? They like put intention in the way that they raise their children. And while we don't know them personally, you can see the effects of um, a family that really intentionally pours into you as a person and how that how that aids in your development. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing and should be celebrated, especially when there's so many so many of us out there who didn't get that nurturing because our parents didn't know any better. And I love that when we know better, we do better, which is what we're trying to do as we make shifts and changes now. And that's not a slight to who raised us or how we were raised. It is just a nod to raising human beings with intentionality. And I think it's a beautiful thing and can be celebrated. Amen. Ooh, I was trying to figure out how I wanted to talk about this. Um, 
because I need to watch the full interview. But I was a little irritated. So so Tamron Hall recently interviewed Portia Williams and Angela Yee, right? Sweet Lord. Um, and it's, first of all, happy International Women's Month. Uh, yes. <laughs> and Angela, so Angela had, you know, she was speaking on her experiences um, when she was at the Breakfast Club, which then... I don't know. People were like, it blew up or whatever. I don't know what that means. But I, I know DJ Envy and his biscuit face got a hold of um, of this interview and was like super vocal about it. And I think what my issue with it is, you brought up a really good point, sis, earlier about uh, real journalists, and I'm going to let you make that. Mm-hmm. But I think my particular issue is when a woman especially a black woman is speaking on her personal experience, shut your motherfucking mouth. Okay. And if you're so dense where you can say, Oh, there was another woman in the room up. It's this person. Then you are listening to respond and not to actually hear what the actual experience is of that person. Mm. Mm. And first of all, you're like 50 years old, putting those fucking blue hats in the comment section. Stop putting in blue hats and talking about cap, cap. You're telling this lady that her experience is cap. That's what you're saying? Like, that's mad disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. And it speaks to um, the constant disrespect that we face in this in society, period, even in, in, in the vulnerability and honesty of our own personal lived experiences. And I want niggas to learn how to shut the fuck up. When we're talking about our experiences, don't call my experience a lie, nigga. Don't call my experience a lie. Didn't nobody say there were no other women ever present in the recording of the Breakfast Club or in the building or like there's no woman at all who works on this show. That's not what she was speaking on. And if you even paid the Breakfast Club a fourth of attention then you know that there was a lack of, of, uh, of, of representation as it pertains to women um, on that show, whether it be with guests or so forth and so on, does that mean there was never another woman? Does that mean they never interviewed another woman? Does that mean, no, but don't be dense. Don't be dense. Yeah. I haven't heard the full interview either with uh, Tamara Hall and Angela Yee, but you know, even just reading the headline, I didn't feel like what she was saying was far fetched in that, mm-hmm. you know, what tends to be the case when you are, a minority within a space mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. you tend to be viewed as the spokesperson for all women. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what I've kind of took away from it again, admitting and acknowledging that I have to, you know, go back and sort of really listen. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to do that yet, but just mm-hmm. from this pers- perspective, you know, I feel like our tendency you know, it's just the it was the dismissal of it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that is like you know very commonplace when it comes to women talking about our experience, uh, and men just being like, "That's not true." It's like, okay, wait a second, <laughs> like, okay, yeah. first, like, first like, of all, you know, I could see how you may think that, mouth. but you know, mm-hmm. allow me to speak from my perspective, from my lens, and at least without hearing your croissant face saying anything. <laughs> Like, shut the fuck up about my experience. <sighs> it's too much. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, it, I I just, 
I wish that, you know, as Shariel said, sometimes the internet, most times the internet is a place where nuance and complexity go to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, pe- mm-hmm. people don't want to consider <laughs> mm-hmm. that, you know, the possibility that even though we're all sitting in the same room and being a part of the same conversation, we can all have a very different experience of how yeah. that conversation transpired. Um, yep. And so to just sort of say, it's not true, uh, I think okay, is yeah. maybe a jump to a uh, conclusion. Um, yeah. And I didn't, I mean, and also it doesn't have to be, I don't know, I will have to hear it, but I, it doesn't have to be a critic, a criticism. Like it could be that Angela Yee was just pointing out a contextual factor. I don't think she, mm. she wasn't saying like, them niggas never let me talk. She was basically right. saying I was physically the only person who identify as a woman in most of the conversations that were had within that studio space. And that's not untrue. No, it's not. It's a, any it's of a us who watch the mill. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? I mean, it's freaking, uh, Charlemagne, Envy and Amigos, and Angela Yee. And I Angela mean, Yee. It's like six niggas and Angela. I don't know so much like, about algebra, but I know I know that. I don't think that that's a crazy <laughs> like, assertion. I don't know what I don't know, but again, neither here. I nor also there. think when we are speaking on our experiences, mm-hmm. these niggas can shut up. Fair. Um, <laughs> to to Miss Portia though, so the so the point that I was no, making to Jay Portia. as we were sort of talking about this, uh, you know, as we were getting ready to record the show, mm-hmm. I watched Portia, Portia and Charlemagne were sort of talking about um, Tamron Hall, the Tamron Hall show, and Charlemagne said in the clip that I heard from his perspective, he felt like Tamron heard that Wendy Williams was off the air. And so she, somebody at the Tamron Hall show is feeling like because Tamron Hall is a black woman host, she needs to be responsible for the mess or being quote unquote messy. And Portia was agreeing, uh, saying that in her experience, she felt like there was some shade being thrown from Tamron specifically, but she was like, it was hidden shade. It was subtle. It wasn't directly shady, but the way the questions were worded and the way the, you know, the, the nature of the conversation, she felt shaded. She didn't feel supported. Okay. I just wanted to offer this Please. for the, for the space. Mm-hmm. What fascinated me about this clip was that we have mm-hmm. two individuals who have platforms who sit behind microphones for a living and I mean just saying that in acknowledgement of that work and that labor because I do recognize it as such but we have two people who sit behind microphones and Mm -hmm. have conversations on platforms Mm -hmm. talking about the way in which an actual journalist does Mm. her work and so Mm. Tamron Hall, I know we're in a space and time where getting a talk show or building a platform is something that uh-huh. uh, is available to a wide range of people. But uh-huh. Tamron Hall, by training, is an investigative journalist. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. if you somebody like Portia and you're going on a Tamron Hall show, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's shame on you for thinking that Tamron is going to sit there and ask you about your nail polish. <laughs> when, when you... 
have been made a career of living your life out loud on reality TV and doing what you want. And all to me, Tamron was doing in the interview was just sort of asking you questions about you doing what you want. Okay. Uh, And asking you to sort of not justify, but you know, like help us understand some of your rationale and thinking behind some of these things and how your expectations align with what actually happened. And sure, I guess you could say that the questions were framed in a way to sort of depict Portia in a certain kind of way. But if you mm-hmm. are going on the show of someone who is an investigative journalism, there's some responsibility on your part to sort of say, okay, I don't want to talk about this or yeah. I only want to talk about that or, you know, mm-hmm. or to prepare to answer the questions that you are asked in a way that you feel like represents you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was just interesting to me that that, I'm like, you know, it's Charlemagne and Portia talk about Tamra Hall. And I'm like, mess, I don't know. Mess is just not something that I would affiliate associate with Tamron with Hall. Tamra like Hall. it's not, it's just not, no, it's not my first go-to. It's not I'm my not first go-to. You. We have plenty of trash receptacles out here on yeah. the media. But it's mess not. is not something that I feel like is prominently featured. Uh, on the Tamara Hall show. Seems um, kind of strong for you. Girl. It was just like, that was an interesting choice. And I mean, I, I don't think Tamara Hall and Wendy Williams shows were anything alike. I don't think But if so we be fair, all. you know, Wendy was trained. The queen of all media was also trained to be a journalist. And so there is was. a particular way of... We just journalized yeah, in a different there's way. there's a particular way of asking <laughs> questions and getting to the meat of the story, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And just because you don't like the questions that an interviewer is asking you or you have not set your boundaries as to what you do and don't want to be asked, that doesn't mean that a person is being messy. If that's the case, then call Bar- Barbara Walters messy because she did both. I mean, okay? I mean investigative all of the reporting. Everyone is doing this. Did I you mean, know that you are famous are for nothing? You are aware of that, correct? Oh, because you have zero talent. Yeah. You can't and sing? I, you know. What and do I, you and do? I, and I love it. What do you do? What do you do? It was and now very, Barbara, and Barbara was, was very still much here asking. with us. Yeah. Like Tamron was very much asking like, okay, girl, you on the Real Housewives, but you ain't been married. Okay, so you get married. Okay, when? Okay. Like like it was Okay. It was just So you like, and this nigga bought a house. But yeah. okay, and listen, that's not shade. It's just okay, so this is what happens, right? Yeah. And you've been, okay. Y'all been together how long? But you're purchasing a home together. Right. Oh, okay. Right. And so like you said, Oh, well, what's taking y'all so long to get married? Well, we just getting to know each other. Well, you bought a house with him. But oh. you bought a house. <laughs> I mean, so, make that make sense to me. <laughs> It's not about the requirement of marriage. It's about the fact that, bitch, how are you getting... What? Make it's like, this so make you know sense. him well enough. You know him well enough to... Mar- to to Not enough to get married, but... Okay. But we're going to finance and, and pay closing costs together. Okay, let's what raise the these fuck? kids. And so Tamron was just sort of pointing out some inconsistencies, which yeah. investigative yeah. journalists are trained to do. Um, and so if you wanted to go on your show and talk specifically about your book or talk specifically about this, then you should have said that to production. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you know, otherwise, if you know you, you go on the Tamara Hall show, you ought to be ready for the questions because they're coming. My sister, up. you knew where you were going. Y'all don't do your research before you go to where you're going. Anyway, that's enough for the trash today. I 
don't have any more in me. Um, we do want to send love, though, to the victim. Um, there was a stampede in Buffalo, New York, actually, wow. at a Glorilla and Fitness Two Times concert, I believe. Mm. Um, and so there was somebody, it was a, uh, I believe it was a 30-year-old woman who was killed in a stampede. Um, and so we do want to send love to her family um, and loved ones because that's... That's so sad. Um, but that's it for our trash this week. I think it is time for us to move on to a shout out. I think you're right. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right, y'all. We have a listener shout out this week, which is particularly right up my alley. So I want to make sure, you know, in the culinary world, we got to support one another. So we got an email. From Bridget that said, hey, girls, hey. hey, long time listener here coming through to shout out a dope black woman owned culinary business. This shout out is especially near and dear to my heart because the business is run by my two sisters, Janice and Kenya. Mm-hmm. Some quick backstory. In, 20, in October 2018, we unexpectedly lost my sister Shade to a rare aggressive form of cancer. Mm-hmm. Shade left behind the five children who my mother in her late 60s at that time with a myriad of medical issues and coping with crippling grief took custody of my niece and nephews so they would not be separated. To help financially and as a way of processing their own grief, Janice and Kenya created J&K Soul Food as a labor of love. Mm. J&K Soul Food, a catering business based in the Bronx, but also services the surrounding areas, specializes in traditional and innovative soul food dishes as well as desserts. Some of those dishes include jerk chicken egg rolls, Philly cheesesteak egg rolls, soul food burritos, red velvet banana pudding. Y'all better come on with this collaboration yes. of, of, of cultures <laughs> and so much more. I'll bet money that they make some of the best soul food you've ever had. My sisters cook with passion, skill, and love. Our mamas, aunties, and grandmas did back in the day. In addition to being skilled at catering, including for large groups, 200 people and more, they created their own seasoning line with unique blends for those of us who are less culinarily inclined. Some of these blends have all the spices you need for certain dishes in one mixture. Um, things for yams, collard greens, curry, chicken, seafood, all purpose and bouillon. Come on with a black old bouillon. (laughs) I'll leave you with some photos, uh, so that you don't have to take my word for it. And I would like to taste this food as well, because we can do so many things with pictures. (laughs) No, it looks amazing, which is why I shouted them out. My sisters are two hardworking powerhouses who are trying to get the word out there to, to a broader audience. So I appreciate the platform you both provide, which helps to elevate black women owned businesses so we can all get to the bag. And that's from Sister Bridget. And let me tell y'all something about these Philly cheese egg rolls, this mac and cheese, these collard greens. Everything looks right. Potato salad looking right. Looking oh, like hello. Looking like it's looking like it's supposed to look. To look. Supposed oh, to look. come on. All right. So we want we're gonna make sure. Thank you so much, Bridget, for writing in and and making us aware of J and K Soul Food. We're gonna have that information in the description box. If you're in the tri-state area, make sure you hit them up. Um, and I hope that there is a way for us to be able to get these spices for those who are not in the tri-state area. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for for writing in, Bridget. And shout out to you all at J&K Soul Food. And now we have a wonderful, wonderful kitchen table guest that we can't wait to share with you all. So let's head on over there and have that conversation. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. Actress, singer, entrepreneur, and one of our favorite Virgos. 
Kiki Palmer has a hilarious new podcast called Baby, This is Kiki Palmer on Amazon Music. And you're going to want to check it out. Kiki has a lot of burning questions that keep her up at night. She's putting friends, family, and some of the hottest experts in the hot seat to ask them the real questions we want to know. Like, remember Tom from MySpace? The guy in the white t-shirt smiling in the corner? What happened to him? Is OnlyFans only bad? How has dating changed in the digital age? And where would former child stars be if they weren't actors? These are the questions running through Kiki's mind, and she's letting us in on it all. Because, baby, this is Kiki Palmer. No topic is off limits. Love Kiki. Y'all know that she is our play niece, and we love her to pieces. It's been so awesome to watch her grow up. Love this show, but it's great to get to know her and get insight into who she really is and hear her perspectives and the things that, you know, she is, you know, wondering and pontificating on, you know, as she grows up. We love this for her, and I'm so excited. Can't um, wait to continue to listen to this show. I hope y'all check it out with me. Listen to the latest episodes of Baby, This is Kiki Palmer, wherever you find your favorite podcast. What does it mean to be black and unlimited? It means being exactly who you are, to be unlimited in your potential, to be unlimited in your creativity, to be unlimited in your imagination, to be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. Walmart is committed to supporting black brands and creators today and every day. That's black and unlimited. Visit walmart.com slash black and unlimited to learn more. Good evening, afternoon, morning. Wherever you are in the land of Zamunda, <laughs> shout out to Ty Alexander. That's her greeting. But yes, I am overjoyed, just exuberantly elated because my good, good sis is here to join us down to the kitchen table. Now, if you uh, tuned into the pre-show, you got a little insight mm-hmm. into how we are all connected. But long story less long, we are all good, good sister friends down to the interwebs Mm. who happen to also be connected in real life Mm -hmm. by actual people Mm -hmm. that we know. Look at that. In 2023. Crazy. I know. Who would ever thought that we meet people in real life? But yes, welcome everyone to the kitchen table. Uh, the ever brilliant and beautiful Jovian Zane. Hello, Jovian. No, oh, hello. What's up? Hey, Kia. Hey, Jay. Hey, Y'all better clap for me. Yeah, I are. love when black girls clap like this. We just I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know that? Who taught us to do that in that way? I don't, I don't know. know. I think it is. It seems like a very, but all black women do it. Mm-hmm. We are big absolutely. We, do, we are absolutely. very much a round of applause. We kind of. right here. <laughs> so good. It's, I love how we have these inherent um, things that we do that we don't. Yeah. Somebody asked me today. They said, "Do you do you eat with your right hand? Like, do you do all the things with mm-hmm. your right hand?" Which is very cultural, and I didn't realize it was a cultural thing because. Black Americanly, that's not always the case, except for with our fists. And so uh, mm-hmm. I was like, actually, yes, I do all of these things with my right hand. And they, and I said, but I wasn't raised that way for it to just, I was like, this must be an inherent situation. So I love yeah. when we have these these commonalities just because we are Black women. Just yes. because. Just because. No one ever taught us how to be Black girls. It's just something that we grew up doing, knowing, mm-hmm. existing. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be here. Wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we Say love Jovian. 
Jovian is uh, a brilliant thinker, uh, international speaker, a certified leadership coach and an expert facilitator. She has been guiding conversations, you know, through her firm, um, the On Purpose Movement. And she has helped facilitate conversations at the likes of Spotify, the New York Times, Google, Goldman Sachs, hmm. Harvard University. Huh? And, uh, <laughs> She's been sought out by the likes um, of, of Miss Dirty Computer themselves. Yes. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet and Wonderland Records, darling. Niece of Maya uh, Angelou. Oh, Just like yes. an all-around superstar. I mean, first of her name... Okay. Uh, and I mean, just out here gathering us by our proverbial collars mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. Jovian girl, how oh. you started? Like, listen, one of those, one of the things we joked about as we were starting our conversation on the pre-show, it was like, one of the things, the common questions that we get on Getting Grown, which as we all know, is a place where we talk about mm-hmm. negotiating the transitions of adulthood. Yes. yes uh, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in together. Help us. Mm-hmm. Help right. us. And one of the common questions that Jade and I receive mm-hmm. is, you know, people are always thinking so heavily about purpose. Mm. I'm yeah. trying to find my purpose. I'm looking for my purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. I can't find right. it. I'm only 22 and I don't know what to do with my life. Craziness. I'm 49 and I don't know what to do with my life. I'm 14 and I don't know what to do with my life. So, <laughs> so we, have been, we thought that it was time mm-hmm. for us to really engage someone who could speak to this from a place of expertise. Yes. So help us to know who you are and how you've come to to focus your work around this concept of purpose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. specifically as it First pertains all, to leadership yes. got it i love that mm-hmm. but let me just run backwards yes please. Just, that okay. introduction i know <laughs> welcome. i'm good yeah <laughs> we are good you know how to make everybody feel what? like they belong here make <laughs> you know what i'm saying we just like to make black ladies feel good that's what we like to do over here <laughs> Y'all will say, ha. That's <laughs> only really the real way. The Goldman Sachs. All of it. Oh my God. I I love and appreciate you both. And I, I mean, truly, uh, we have to big up each other. We have to acknowledge the journey, That's our all. spaces right. of impact, our spheres. Mm-hmm. We could joke about it, but the real thing is we know behind closed doors, in front of those doors, beside the doors. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to walk through those doors mm-hmm. and to you're there, be who you want to be when you are in those spaces. So I appreciate that affirmation and acknowledgement a lot. Mm. It, it feeds my soul. Aww. So you little, yeah, little Jovi, um, how did I get here? So I'll run it back like this. Mm-hmm. I say this often. I just said it to you when we sidebar, but... I am a Southern girl, turned big apple biter, now West Coast lover. Mm-hmm. I say that and I always kind of ground myself in that because it speaks to my evolution, where I started, where I was born, what really raised me, et cetera. So I was actually born in Texas while my dad was finishing his uh, doctorate at the University of North Texas. Mm-hmm. Then we moved 
because he was taking a leap and my mom was taking a leap. And uh, we moved to North Carolina where my dad started to work at Winston-Salem State University. Mm -hmm. My mom started to do consulting. Here we are, my brothers and I. And so, you know, we grew up in North Carolina. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was, you know, where, you know, young Jovi started Mm -hmm. really. And I went to undergrad at the University of North Carolina, where I met our mutual friend, Bobby. Shout out Bobby to you, Bobby. Bobby Shaw! <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Yes. So I uh, met incredible people like Bobby. Um, and I think what I th- just like that early part of my journey, I was raised, and this isn't in my bio anywhere, but it's really much so a part of who I am. I am the granddaughter of not one, but two Baptist pastors. Ooh. So I was raised Relatable in- content. <laughs> Absolutely, Kia. I already know that you know. Yes, I'm just I was here smiling. In... This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, like that's cute. I love yeah, that. Girl. Girl. But yeah, we were. I was raised in the church, and I think uh, I saw the sacrifice of spiritual leaders and teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. opening gifts on Christmas. My grandfather's running out to take a call or going to go bury somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I'm grateful that on both sides of my family, I think my grandfathers and my grandmothers specifically, Mm. they helped me to understand sacrifice and family and commitment and the value of also equity and justice Mm -hmm. because they weren't just in the church and I think in a, um, a marginalizing evangelical kind of way. Mm Right. Say that. Make that distinction. Listen, that's stripping. And not saying that everything was great because the older I get and the more therapy I'm in, I'm like, oh, Lord, please Mm -hmm. get that out. Mm -hmm. Like, let me just strip away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not what that scripture meant at all. God was like, no. Right. So there's part of that. But a lot of what I did take, I think the good parts are. Uh, the civil rights aspect of our family, Mm -hmm. the liberatory consciousness that was there, Mm -hmm. the real, I think, wrestling with love and the openness. So I learned all of that and I saw that kind of leadership in action Mm -hmm. and as a practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's where I started. Then where I grew up was, I think as adult, was New York City, like Kia, where Mm -hmm. we met. New York, Mm -hmm. that concrete jungle, Mm Oh, it, it, it got me mm. like, you know, before I got to New York, I was in Atlanta for a bit. I was in D.C. for a bit. Mm-hmm. But New York was the place where mm-hmm. I decided to take my. <laughs> where you put on I, your I big girl panties and figure, out, and figure out how to figure out. That's when adulting was really getting this. From having an apartment that had mice every which yeah. way, like mm-hmm. literally living in the the motor of the refrigerator to. Oh my Moving. God! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. ghetto <laughs> that we've had to endure. My so, Lord. Listen, Jovian, you, listen. you 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 seem to focus on um, transitions a lot, right? Because yeah, I, clearly you have made a lot of transitions throughout your life from from very early in your life. Um, transitions mm-hmm. between relationship, career, organizations. So, what's a common thread mm-hmm. that you found through all of those through your work? Yeah, I think, and we'll get back to that question of purpose because I heard it and I want to own it. Um, Mm -hmm. Transitions are scary for many of us. And the thing that I see and I I recognize now, especially in my work as a coach and as a, you know, a facilitator of a lot of adult adult learning experiences in corporate America, tech space, wherever, Mm -hmm. is even if we anticipate the transition, like, Mm -hmm. I know I need to lead this relationship or Ooh, it seems like we're going to have layoffs or I've got to do something different with my body. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell 
after that report from the doctor, I got a shift. Mm-hmm. Transitions can be unnerving for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we are wired neuro- neurologically and we want to be familiar. We want to mm-hmm. be in a place of comfort. Our body mm-hmm. does crave that, right? So when a transition comes, we're, we're, we're unnerved for a bit of time um, and because we're just unsure of what's coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, so that's what that's a trend that I see is like most of us are just we're off our rockers for a mm-hmm. bit and we need support. That's a, that's a, that's the most I think I would say important time for us as humans to get empathy and encouragement. Mm-hmm. In that place of of unrest, dis-ease, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Discomfort. Yeah. So back real. to you what you so were many saying of about us. purpose. Oh, I'm sorry, sis. Yeah. I think this delay mm-hmm. is fucking No, no, no. Up. I was just going to yeah, I was just going to say so many of us shame when we find ourselves in those places. There's mm-hmm. so much self-shaming or shaming mm-hmm. that we sort of take on around mm-hmm. sort of being at this place of transition. But what I'm learning the older I get is that we're mm-hmm. always in some level of mm-hmm. Um that- And so we should really become like more embracing of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back like as Jade was saying, back to the conversation on purpose, mm-hmm. how has your journey mm-hmm. sort of informed your definition? What what mm-hmm. purpose is to you? Like tell us what it how that work has sort of taken shape and sort of how that work has been shaped by uh your journey. Yeah. When I think about purpose, I, I define it as the place that feels like home. Mm-hmm. And when I say home, I mean the place where you feel most at ease, you feel seen, heard, and valued for being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then comes the doing, but just mm-hmm. for being. Like mm-hmm. you're aware that I am enough here. I'm on earth. Mm-hmm. My creator thought it was enough that I should be here. Ooh. I'm going to honor that by then looking to do something to help mm-hmm. someone else feel alive as well. Mm. So I think there's a way that I break down purpose. And for someone who is 45, 15, 67, wherever we are in our journey, because I think purpose with a capital P evolves as we evolve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But a framework that I've used in my work and has come forth through my work, my work as a recruiter, a people manager, as a coach, et cetera, is this framework of breaking down purpose through the lens of three words, legacy, mm-hmm. identity, mm-hmm. and impact. Mm. Mm. Can you talk to me a little bit more so, about legacy, yeah. about those three? But mm-hmm. I find Black people to be using the term legacy so much, especially as of recently. Um, <laughs> and that's not a that's not a shade. <laughs> that's just, you know, there's mm-hmm. certain words that catch on and they become extra buzzy. And so can oh, you totally. talk to us a little bit about purpose as it pertains to legacy and what that really actually means in to you. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, I think about it through the lens of ancestorhood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and history, mm-hmm. truly. Um <clears throat> we are becoming ancestors right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for some folks we already are. Mm-hmm. I think we are living in our ancestorhood. We are defining it daily in our decisions, the small ones, the big ones. Oof. And I wrestle with purpose through the lens of who will be better because I made that choice. 
whatever mm. that choice is. Mm. It can seem like such a big thing to say, but I'll, I'll tell you the times when I feel most unsure about doing something or lack of motivation to do something, it could even mm-hmm. be like going to the gym. But like I, I will go through this questioning yeah. in my mind that'll say, how will my daughter be better? Because I decided to take my ass to go get Ooh. to that elliptical for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doggone it, if that don't get me up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I can see you know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's that part of it. And then it's then through the lens of sometimes of my work, I think about it from the standpoint of <clears throat> like even with this book that I'm writing right now, I know that's my assignment for this season. Mm-hmm. Like Jade, mm-hmm. Kia, this is my work for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know who all is going to read it, but I know that somebody will feel more empathy. Somebody mm-hmm. will feel more encouragement because I sat down to do this. Mm -hmm. So that's when I'm wrestling with legacy, it's that like, who's going to feel it when I'm gone, I'm not in the room, Mm -hmm. I can't speak for myself anymore. What will be left? Mm. Mm. I love that know it in your bones sort of sensibility. Mm -hmm. You know in your bones that this is what it is right now. And I also love that your framing of purpose is not tied to sort of the conventions of sort of profit or yeah. success or mm-hmm. or career even. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of us get mixed up mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times there's a conflation of yeah. like purpose Absolutely. and work mm-hmm. um, yeah. that can be unproductive. <laughs> uh, at least mm-hmm. I know it has been for me, especially mm-hmm. as a, as a recovering I'm trying to say this as my own therapist would be proud of me. <laughs> but as someone who is uh, reframing her concept of self and acknowledging my worth and value outside of what I do and produce. That's right, Kia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's really important for us to think about these larger words like purpose and success outside of sort of that conventional capitalist model, mm-hmm. right? That's because exactly right. The hamster wheel is a thing that, you know, I will admit I was on for way too long. <laughs> because it's hard way, to get off once you're on there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so many of us feel like our survival is attached to that. Mm-hmm. And in, in many real ways it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because we work mm-hmm. for a livelihood and a, and a quality of life. Mm-hmm. But also looking beyond, looking for quality and value outside of those things is mm-hmm. also something that I'm learning later on to be super, super important. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we were getting ready to ask the same thing, actually, sis. You touched on probably your book, you know, and yeah. so I wanted we wanted to leave you room to discuss that in the way that you would like to, because I know this is a coming soon. Coming soon. Remember those DVD yes. commercials uh, when we would get movie a Absolutely. year later after it went to the theaters. So I would. So we would like to know here at Getting Grown. Tell us a little bit about the book. What you're working on. Share with us what you would like to share with us. Oh, I can't wait. Let's just bookmark this moment because this is the first interview I'm doing talking about this. Shut book. the fuck up! So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And it is, and it literally could not be a better place to to have this conversation because so much of what this book is about is 
the process we go through of getting grown. Mm, For sure. Right? Mm. And yeah, and and as this book is, shout out to my my dear friend Angel, um, a work in progress coming soon. Mm. Here's what I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book is my offering to my generation for specifically, though it will be universally, I know, appreciated. This is specifically for anyone who self-identifies as a a working woman Mm -hmm. in any type of transition. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this book is that friend you pick up when your friend doesn't pick up the phone Mm. and you have that wave of imposter thought and you need somebody to remind you that you're good, Mm -hmm. it's okay, it's a familiar feeling, but here's what you can do to move forward. For the days yes. that you look in the mirror and you do not like what you see, mm. you really don't because mm-hmm. you don't recognize it or because you just don't like it that day, mm-hmm. you pick up this book. For the times when you miss your old life, mm-hmm. this is when you pick up this book. For the moment when you want to celebrate with your girlfriends, but for some reason you don't feel like you can tell them, mm-hmm. you pick up this book. For the days when the grief can feel incredibly overwhelming and debilitating, you pick up this book. Mm. For the moment that you feel like you made a mistake Mm -hmm. and there's no way you can walk back from it, Mm -hmm. you pick up this book. Mm. So this book speaks to the human condition, specifically Mm -hmm. what we experience as women who work and whether that work looks like Uh, maintaining, building a thriving home or being an executive or being, uh, you know, defending your dissertation or running a restaurant or being a chef, whatever it looks Mm -hmm. and feels like. And the combination of all those things, this book is the friend you can call when you need empathy and encouragement for your journey. Mm. I love that. Mm. Which is what we need is. that, right? We talk so mm. much about that. Yeah, and like how validating it is. Is so like I was saying before. So many of us feel like, you know, the one of one of my great revelations of adulting is mm-hmm. is that nobody knows what they're doing. Not even my mama. Yeah. Right. So because no. I grew up in the home day, right now. <laughs> right. Right now. Right now. How many of us grew up in homes thinking that our moms were subhuman, alien superwomen mm-hmm. of Absolutely. life who managed to manage all things with yep. grace mm-hmm. yep. and mm-hmm. still get their hair done once a week mm-hmm. and keep the linen closet looking good oh and my. cook meals, you know, during the week. Talk to me. Yes, make it to their choir rehearsals and club meetings and and raise children. And I feel like my mom made it look easy. Yes. Mm -hmm. She made it look easy. And one of the things I've talked to her about this, one of the things that I regret is that she did not share her struggle with me. I understand Mm -hmm. she shared her strength. And that was always a model that I could always look to when I needed that. But Mm -hmm. how awesome would it have been to see my mom mess up and work through some things sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh, because that is a very part of real part of my reality (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so to know that in this book we can find that safe space that says hell yeah i messed that up big time Mm -hmm. or i got that wrong or this doesn't look how i thought it was gonna look and that's okay Mm -hmm. that's okay Mm -hmm. that's okay doesn't mean that's okay. I love I love that yeah. framing. So important. We don't have enough of that mm-hmm. in our community specifically. It's not enough spaces that highlight 
the mm-hmm. parts of the process that are not pretty. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad to hear that so much, Kia. And that resonates with me because, I mean, I just stopped thinking my mom was right. sucking <laughs> like, right. I don't know, yesterday. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, there's sometimes I'm looking around and just as I go through stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do this? And how did you, when you had two additional right. children and exactly. you're traveling Bruh. 45 minutes every day to go to work and coming back. And then you had Bruh. a husband and then you were going out of town and I'm like, who was watching us? It's like, I can't even remember. <laughs> like, I don't, straight up. I'm like, how, when, why, like the logistics seem daunting yeah. in a way, Legit. like our everyday logistics. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, this book, I hope, normalizes in the way that we all know is already normal. Mm-hmm. It just brings to the forefront some of the conversations that we have with ourselves, the maybe a level deeper suite mm-hmm. of emotions that we go through. Mm-hmm. And I hope to just provide folks with a soft landing for the hard yeah. days and also the great days, too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just want people to feel like you got a little Jovi in your pocket. I love that. Yeah, I want a little Jovi on my keychain. I and I and I, I appreciate <laughs> you talking about the the challenges um, in those dark mm-hmm. moments. You know what I'm saying? Because I think toxic positivity, while we're talking buzzwords, can Child. be a thing, right? Yeah. Where people don't allow themselves mm-hmm. to feel their feelings or to feel what they're feeling, and then find a way to transition out of that, where you know it is um, in a meaningful way. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. you speaking from a realistic standpoint when we all actually face disappointment within ourselves and we need to be honest about that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. International Day of Purpose. Let's pivot. <gasps> oh my. Tell us, talk to, talk yes, to us about the thing. International Day of Purpose that you created because I think it is so important for the masses to know. Thank you for that. Let me tell you, that day, speaking of just like real stuff, uh, I some days think about the fact that I made this holiday. Yes. And I'm like, damn, girl, you did that. Yes. And other days, I really feel right. I feel the heaviness of it in a way mm-hmm. where um, I, I acknowledge, like, just like as we, y'all were bringing in, the concept of purpose is so familiar to most humans. However, you know, we may talk about it differently. There may be different language. Some people use mission, significance, mm-hmm. whatever. But just the the idea of purpose is so familiar to us. And when I think about this day, it really came from this big question that I asked myself, which was, what would happen if everyone in the world was living on purpose? Mm-hmm. And it started during that time, me asking myself that question when I was also doing recruitment mm-hmm. uh, for an education nonprofit and just I was running a team and common questions, people trying to find their purpose and their vocation. But even outside of that, it was just like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And I just kept mm-hmm. thinking, like, man, if everyone felt more connected to a sense of themselves, mm-hmm. why they were, what they're supposed to be doing in this season of life, things will be better. Like they mm-hmm. would just be better for everybody. Mm -hmm. So the day was born back in 2016. And I'm grateful it has gone through a number of iterations, especially given the pandemic where we've had 
online programming, a lot of in-person stuff, summits, leadership development, experiences, Mm -hmm. dinners, just different ways for people to celebrate purpose. And people do it all over the world, which I just Mm -hmm. am always humbled by because it's not mine anymore. Like this is, this day exists for people to get reconnected to who they are, Mm -hmm. what they want to be doing differently in the world and being in community with other people to celebrate that new understanding or that pivot, whatever it is. Like Mm. it's dope. Some people have taken that day and been like, this is the day I'm going to write that letter to that person I've been needing to write the Mm -hmm. letter to, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to the gym or I'm going to try new food or I'm going to work on my resume, just Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So it's in the spirit of adulting. I feel like Mm -hmm. the day of purpose is in line with helping people to feel like all right, now this is the day I'm going, I'm going to try something. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to start yeah. over, you know, whatever that looks and feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love, what I love about International Day of Purpose is that it gives us all something to point to and look yeah. at. Mm-hmm. Just as you were listing out some examples of what people have done, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, we are just looking for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, so I want to live on purpose, but how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what advice do you have for someone who is just starting out? Um, are there things that, you know, would sort of bring someone into that place of thinking about, uh, like you said, identity, uh, legacy, and what was the third one again? Impact. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I th- would tell people to start from the lens of identity like reflecting Mm. on what are your values? Mm. Right. How do you identify socially, personally? And that's everything from your gender, your race, your class status, if that's important to you, though we do know it it is important in how you navigate our world. Um, Mm. But think about like your your identity. Then Mm -hmm. think about, again, from that values piece, what are three of your most deeply held values? Mm. Mm. Like, let me, mm. let me pause. Let me ask y'all right now. Okay. Kia, what's one of your most deeply held values? Like your core values? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's like, oh, I'm uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I value authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at the very core of who I am, I'm realizing that, that, that's been sort of a common thread and theme in my life. I've been sort of pursuing my authentic self in a way. A lot of the things that I've been trying have been about trying to figure out is what is real as, as it relates, as it relates to me. Um, Maybe that's tied to all of the ways in which I felt like I was conditioned to perform as a young girl and and coming into my, yeah, coming into my adulthood, I was very mm-hmm. clear that I was performing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I want to operate in a level of authenticity in all things mm-hmm. um, and be the same Kia in all places mm-hmm. um, because all of the different parts of me are a part of me. And I don't want to feel like I have to cut certain parts of me off in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big one for me. Authenticity that. is something yep. that I value very deeply. Yeah, I, I would agree, but um, <laughs> not to you know be a parrot and come up with my own. Uh, oh, good job. 
Because <laughs> you know I was over here like <laughs> piggyback. Integrity. Ain't no wrong answer. You talk about you. no, no. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm with you, but I'm I'm gonna expound. Um, mm-hmm. Integrity, I think, is is very big for me as well. Uh, in addition mm-hmm. to authenticity, just in the sense where, to me personally, I want to make sure along my journey that I am mm-hmm. treating people as they should all be treated. Now, whatever, however yeah. you take that, you take that. But I, I feel like, you know, have the day you deserve. And a lot of people deserve to have beautiful days. And so I want to make sure that mm. their encounters with me are those of integrity. I'm never going to shortchange anybody in any way. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to I'm never mm-hmm. going to try and slice you up under you. Um, I want to I want to make sure that I walk through my life with integrity. And so I try to do that every single day. However that looks, sometimes mm-hmm. it means a nigga gets to get cussed out and that's what you deserve. But sometimes it means that hmm. I've had, I had, a, I've had a few people write in and say, Hey, your pants are too expensive. And I say, mm-hmm. okay, well, they may not be what you can afford right now. And that's fair. And you don't have to buy them. But my, the price is the price. There is a tailor that makes these who has a family in another country. Mm-hmm. That money goes back to his family. I have a family. This is a project. Mm-hmm. There are people that have to be paid. There are ins and outs that have to be done in order for these people to get these pants. And I'm not going to shortchange mm-hmm. myself. And that's, But I'm also not going to shortchange this person who I'm working with because he deserves to be paid equitably and fairly. Come on. You know, and, and, and our country doesn't do that, especially for immigrants. Um, and so yep. anybody who deals with me is never going to be able to say, Jade fucked me over. Or she tried to fuck me over, mm-hmm. or anything along that those lines, because mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to both of y'all. To both yeah. of y'all. I want to know a little I bit. I want you, you to fl- Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, no, no, no. Go, Jovian. Fucking delay. No. Yeah. Let me read this. the The idea of the 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 core values question for someone who's like, well, how do I figure out purpose? Like the way you all just answer that question and you were nodding to each other, affirming it, it's probably because you see it in each other, right? Mm-hmm. So you hold space for that. You want to see that in each other. Mm-hmm. And part of the time we wrestle with, we think purpose is like the vocation, but it's also about how do you show up when you're in the vocation? Mm-hmm. Like I can be, I could be a coach and not be like me at all. Mm-hmm. That's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. That's not by design. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that's not your unique design, your unique wiring. So to your point, Key, of like, you want to bring all of you into a space, right? And Jade, you want to show up with uh, an integrity. That means the way you even process what you're receiving someone, how you show up, how you respond to them has got to be in congruence with who you are, your yeah. ways, your language, your style, mm-hmm. like questions you would ask that I wouldn't ask. Those kinds right. of things I think are also connected to purpose that someone's just wrestling with it, I would invite you to go back to like, what are your core values and how do you live through those? Mm. I love that. It's not mm. just what you do, but how you do what you how do. You do. How. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. how you feel yeah. about how you, mm-hmm. what you do, I think. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that part right there. And that, cause that's also the legacy piece, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also mm-hmm. the impact piece. So the legacy, the, the, the identity and impact, they, they're tied together really. Like mm-hmm. when I do this, these talks or workshops, like, there's so much more that goes into it, but you can't, you try to distill them down, but there, there is a deep connection, I think, to them when you think mm-hmm. about purpose from the big P mm-hmm. and then even from like a little P and what that means from the day to day. 
mm. you know, choices that we may make that would help us to either feel like you're living by accident, kind of mm. going through the motions versus you're showing up on purpose. Mm. 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 On purpose, in purpose, on purpose, yes. on purpose. And this work that you've done has has is. clearly resonated with people because you've had some some yeah. some biggins seek you out. Actually, biggins seek you out. Maybe a specifically a Janelle Monet. We talked. Uh, we mentioned a little <laughs> earlier. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about that? About my work with Jane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Work with Jane. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we in a circle. It's cool. <laughs> We're all friends. Let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and say hey to her because I'm going to make her listen to this. Hey, sis. Hello, dirty computer. Meet me. You are welcome here to the kitchen. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are hilarious. Um, but you know, my work with folks like Jane and others, um, I really, I mean, truth is, I think I'm a, I'm a confidant in a safe space for a lot of people who have mm-hmm. big platforms yeah. and influence. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I treasure that. And I take it, um, I take that as a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Integrity. There it is. Come on, Jade. And the, the thing that I know is one of my values is people really treasure connection or I really treasure connection. That's one of my deeply, most deeply held values. And what I think I offer to like my sister, like Janelle and to other folks who are um, celebrities in our world or just people of influence or, you know, whether it's business or entertainment Mm -hmm. is a place where they feel really seen and connected Mm -hmm. because what we do to people who are famous and are well-known is my therapist is, we talked about this a lot. We, we distance them in a way where we could hang all of our stuff on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our hopes, our dreams, our sexual desires, mm-hmm. our concerns, our fears, our aspirations. Like we put them on them. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't deliver, mm-hmm. we're disheveled, you know, or mm-hmm. we're angered or we come apart. And for someone who's in that role where you're you're getting these things put on you, even mm-hmm. if you know, like, it is my dream. It is my sense of purpose to be a, you know, to, to sing and to sing at the highest level and in mm-hmm. front of people or to make these movies. It doesn't mean that you at your 10 year old self, 20 year old self, 30 year old self can even rationalize and process what it would be like to carry the weight yeah. of millions of people. You yeah, don't man. know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And to also, as in the words of getting grown, while you're getting grown, your damn self, right? You're still figuring <laughs> shit out, and so, but you're doing it often in front of people or whatever. So I think my space with them is sometimes I show up as a coach, mm-hmm. um, I show up as a facilitator in those spaces, like whether I'm doing healing circles or I'm facilitating leadership journeys, mm-hmm. or um, it's you know in early phases of like even with wonderland like some of my because my background was also marketing it's figuring out how do you tell the right stories Mm -hmm. to get people into action so Mm -hmm. you know my work with wonderland is a special one because it's family like Mm -hmm. yeah it's literally family Mm -hmm. Uh, my brother's an executive producer and so is blood and um yeah, it's there's so many different ties there, mm-hmm. but yeah. But it sounds like you created it. a beautiful it's, safe it's foolery. space. I can imagine. Well, it's niggas, yeah. so you know that's that comes with <laughs> territory. But <laughs> I we feel, act up, we act I, up, but it's all it's beautiful. Well, it sounds like you allow people to have a full human experience, and I think that's what's missing yeah. so much, especially in today's world, is we don't allow people mm-hmm. to have 
full human experiences, no matter what the status is. Say that. Mm-hmm. Say that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Humanizing. Mm-hmm. Humanizing our faves in, in ways that acknowledge who they are, all of yeah. them. And I was talking, you know, all this crazy about Beyonce and and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a friend a couple of weeks ago, um, just sort of asking me to weigh in, you know, especially the church has had lots of things to say about those of us attending the concert. Oh, word. But, um, <laughs> listen, I'm going several I'll times. Be there. Maybe, maybe three times. Yes, <laughs> I will be. Okay, because <laughs> I want to be clear about where I stand. So, uh, we were having conversations about that, and I, I said, and sort of as I was saying my point, like you know, I, I know I, as much as I love Beyonce and her work and her artistry, um. I don't know that lady. <laughs> right. I love right. her. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. what she produces. I love all that she has represented in certain spaces, but I don't know that lady. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am conscious of that when I speak on things as sensitive as who she is and what she believes and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Unless Beyonce has said to me, directly my name is Beyonce and I believe XYZ Mm -hmm. then all the rest is speculation all the rest is conclusions that folks have reached and I'm not saying listen believe what you believe think what you think I'm Mm -hmm. just saying as for me I acknowledge Mm -hmm. that art can be interpreted and expressed in many different ways Mm -hmm. and how I may interpret something may be different than she intended Listen, and it's not for me to sort of decipher for somebody else meaning. Mm-hmm. My job is to focus on what it means to me and how it shapes and informs my life in a very particular way. But I'm really hyper-conscious of acknowledging that Beyonce is a person. Huh. A person. A human. Absolutely. As fantastic and phenomenal and otherworldly as she may seem when we look at her accomplishments. She is an individual, a person. And just like I wouldn't want somebody to sit around and speculate on what I believe without asking me to speak for myself, I would like to afford her that same courtesy. Mm -hmm. So to hear that you are, um, you know, I love that work of humanizing, create being a human, a point of human connection that acknowledges the humanity of the people that we consider our faves. It's super important. And I'm just grateful Mm -hmm. to have you in that space because it is so necessary Mm -hmm. um, based on all the crazy things that we see Mm -hmm. out in the world. You ain't lying. I just wanted to add that. Um, So International Day of Purpose, going back to that, designated as as a holiday on June the 20th. That's right. right. Come June on, the 20th, day after Juneteenth, Juneteenth extended. I love yes. that. <laughs> An extended celebration of Juneteenth. Yes. Uh, and an opportunity for us to think about purpose. Talk a little bit about the International Day of Purpose. And if folks want to get involved, how are mm-hmm. what are some ways that they can do that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, go to dayofpurpose.org. Yeah. Sign up now as things start to unfold with what the plan will be for this year. You will want mm-hmm. to be tapped into that. I'm excited that now that we are 
depending on how you view the pandemic, we are more fully outside. You know, I look forward to doing it, to getting, for people being back together in a lot of different ways to celebrate DOP this year. So for now, go to dayofpurpose.org, sign up on the site, follow us on social media, follow me at Jovi and Zane, follow at Day of Purpose and more, there'll be more to come. Yes, and I think I've decided, Jade, we've decided that we're going to celebrate International Day of Purpose here. Yes, it's done. done. Um, And so it's done. And so uh, you let us know how Getting Grown can be supportive of the International Day of Purpose activity. Get up out of here. You already know. First of all, I'm so glad y'all said that. I love (laughs) y'all down for that on top of the other reasons. We love you Uh, back. we will, we will talk. We will figure out whatever it means, what it can I have a feel pitch like for you. Uh, please, Ooh, whatever the pitch is, pitch. I'm also going to say yes to, because that's the thing. It's not really for me to decide mm-hmm. unless you want me involved in something particular. But for anybody who's listening, yeah. who's like, oh, I want to, <laughs> I want to host a yoga day or I want to like host people at my home for uh, I don't a give a fuck about that. I mean, I love that. Like, I love what y'all are doing, but I want whatever. you to be They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But for us, I, I, I want us to merge International Jade. Day of Purpose with the graduations uh-huh. because the graduations are not oh, yes. just, um, graduation season, graduation it's not just about walking the stage. It's about people celebrating themselves nice. in all form of accomplishment. And Commencing think, into the next yeah. phase of their lives. And I feel like that could be a thing. You know what I'm saying? I just energy. We're we feeling talk them. about it. Look at my face right now. Yeah. <laughs> you, already, you already know what the it's hell it frozen. is. Yeah, we about to but do this. I love that. Let's go. <laughs> well, hopefully, you, I was giving you full teeth. You Let's go. It's a yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Perfect. It's a yes. That's okay. beautiful. Done. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned, guys. And uh, if you try to steal our idea, all three of us going to run up. Okay? God bless. Um, (laughs) Jody, when's this book coming out? What do you like? What's your timeline? What's happening? And you're all you're coming back once it's out to help promote. We're getting Mm -hmm. grown. We're we're also having a book talk. Yeah, absolutely. Book talk. Y'all could probably be a part of the book tour. Let's let's figure out all the things. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it will be done at the end of this year. I am in the process of finalizing um, who my agent will be. So I have an offer and I'm uh, working on some more. And so we will make that choice and then we will go ahead and lock in that book deal. Okay. <laughs> yes, God. Speaking so we'll, we yeah. will see. But it's it is a journey and I'm grateful for you all being early in my process to walk alongside me, cheer me on, remind me that this is the, the assignment for sure. this season mm-hmm. and I got to just stay with it. Yo, you're doing it for well, everybody else. Like we have yes. to do it. For, the, the therapist needs a therapist. You know what I'm saying? And so you're the motivator. Talk about it. You're giving people <laughs> the motivation behind their purpose. It's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel this way. You deserve that too. Mm-hmm. You deserve I that. I sure do. Ooh, Thank you. That's what my therapist was telling me today. And I was like, you're right. And now you said it too, Jay. Come on in integrity. Yes, (laughs) I do. W, all of that. All of that. Thank you, Dr. J. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) Kia, get her. Get her. Please. Come on. You better with these credentials. Yeah. You better pull them out your behind. J, D, D, A, D, all of that. Stop. Give me, put some respect on my day. (laughs) Put some respect on her name. 
Joni, oh. we have yes. had such a wonderful time with you. Yes. You uh, are, you know, I just, you know, we love the kitchen table because the kitchen table, everybody feels like uh, mm-hmm. they belong and you are welcome. But it just seems like you already here. Like you be going, you can go on in the refrigerator. You know, we don't say yeah. that to everybody, yeah. but you can help yourself yeah. to the refrigerator yeah. and Thank get you. the beverages of your choosing. You pick your because, own right, ginger ale. I'm cool with yes, all of that. This, yeah. feels, yes. this feels very much uh, aligned like mm-hmm. I feel like all of our circles of connection have aligned up because mm-hmm. this is the what what the Lord intended for us all to sort Hell of yeah. sit here in this space at this time mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. this particular conversation thank you so much for sharing with our community mm-hmm. all of the awesome amazing work that you're doing we are behind you 1000 mm-hmm. percent and we're not just on here talking Mm-mm. I hope that you know that you look at me in my face when I say that I am, I, <laughs> I have been, mm-hmm. I have been blessed by your work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, through social media and just, just watching you have the impact that you have. Mm-hmm. I have been inspired and encouraged. And so to know that you can reach out to people and connect and, and build mm-hmm. a relationship um, in in non creepy ways, right? mm-hmm. but but <laughs> in ways that that sort of you know line up and put us all mm-hmm. in line in a way that help us to know that we are connected to purpose. Um, but just know that I'm excited about your future. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that we've been connected, and Ooh. I can't wait to see all that is coming for you. And I mean that from my heart. I truly am. Um, really excited about this next chapter and I know that the doors are going to fly open in your favor and I just that's can't wait to sit back and say um, that's my friend Josie and yes. okay. oh. Hello, Hello. I'm related to please. Maya Angelou Speaking as well. Into existence. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Bless y'all. We have Noah and you. Delightful. Yes, Noah oh, will that's, that's happening. Georgie's three, and Noah, Noah will yes. pick that child up, and you will never get her back. Okay, never. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> she wants oh, a sibling okay. so bad. It's crazy, actually. So yeah, yeah, we gonna connect. We gonna link. We got a, a international day of purpose mixed with a graduation. We got the book coming out. Jovi oh, is it's, out it's here. Going down. It's going down. Meet us in the tra- meet us in the trap. <laughs> okay, I love it, Jovi. Tell the we people have, where they can find you. Yes. I know you mentioned your social media and the yeah. website, but if people are interested in connecting with you and what you're doing, how can they find you on the on Blue Ivy's internet? Yes, on Blue Ivy's internet. Well, you can go to jovianzane.com. And subscribe there, um, though there will be a new rollout in the coming days. So All yes, right. get on now because hey. yeah, <laughs> no, no. Uh, and then you can find me on the internet. Mostly, I play on Instagram when I do play because I'm not always there. But come on over, we have a good time at Jovi and Zane, and that's J O V I A N Z A Y N E. All those, so all of that will be in the description box. And thank y'all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next segment. Okay, grab a snack, but come right back. All right, we'll see you in a minute.
Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of experts, gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of ducks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured that your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. I deserve all right, all right, all right. Let's talk self-care. Um, I have an update. My last <coughs> self-care was about me trying a brand new all black women owned and I think the full membership is black women as well. Jim, mm-hmm. I went mm-hmm. to my intro class this week and yes. it was great. It was great. I hey. enjoyed it. Um, and I had an awesome conversation with a, with one of the coaches. Uh, it was a very intense workout. I feel like I'm walking on somebody else's legs today. Uh, yes. So I will keep you guys posted. Hopefully this will be the start of a beautiful uh, season of sort of learning more about my health and fitness journey um, in community with people who are looked and shaped like me. I knew I was home when I showed up for class and there were bonnets and scarves. I know that's right. The girls were laying their edges down. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a good thing. You know, when you're not the only big booty in the room, it's just a way that you, you know, yeah, it just sort it of just takes the edge off. It hits differently. Um, and so, different. yeah, I haven't I haven't yet met the owner, but, you know, the coach that I did meet, I, knew her, I think her name was Rachel. I enjoyed it. Shout out to mm-hmm. um, I ran into someone friend uh, to the show. Um, her name is Drea. Uh, we we chit chat on social media and she too was in the intro class with me and so we were partners so that was a good time um but yeah that was my self-care self-care update i'm still working i'm still moving doing my little meal plan and all of that and so you're still standing you're still strong hopefully yes we are moving in the right direction sis what's your self-care oh my self-care this week that's been tough um i i I got a, a quick break about three days um, <clears throat> to go home and outside of like embrace my family. The very first things I did was reset my chiropractor appointment and mm. get a massage. Um, and I am just so over the moon proud of myself oh, <laughs> for prioritizing what I knew I needed. And actually it's so funny because you're, when you be so tired, that's something that's supposed to be great for you. It, it almost feels like a burden for a second. So I told myself, I said, I'm not going to go to this appointment, man. Once I'm in this house, I ain't been in my house. Da, da, da. And then I was like, girl, go to this appointment and get this massage. 
Let me tell you something. Because my George, God, George is gone. Really? I don't have George. Yo, George is gone. The, go? the salon. Well, <clears throat> the last time I was there, George told me, hey, we very well may not be here one day when you call because something's, the owner is not taking care of the things that need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know when that's going to happen, but it could happen. I said, all right, George. Well, you know what? Like, hopefully that won't happen. And then mm-hmm. I call and it happened. <laughs> um so, you know, I got to find me. I got to find George again. That's going to be, I got to find George, but got me a new masseuse. All right. And let me tell you something. This lady here, George was always respectful. Like George got to the business in my back, but he still kept it respectful to a degree. This is a full body situation. So I kept my draws on or whatever. Like I always kept my draws on with George. This lady, first of all, these beds are heated. Oh, Second yes. of all. She pulled my drawers down about right up under my ass. And wow. when I tell you, it was like she was making focaccia. <laughs> she got to business on my glutes, okay? But like my whole my whole back, my whole body, I just, she caught me off guard because she had been working. And then my, my specific areas of tension were up here, like shoulder blade situation. And she, you know, made her way down. And when she got there, I was like, oh, nigga, I wasn't. <laughs> and I've had many massages, but I just wasn't expecting her to put the fervor into this um, this cool. extreme rubdown that I was getting. So I said, this was, I mean, went down to my feet. Okay. Like, she did not play around and was not shy when it came to the ass. And I'm grateful for it. So, Go off, Miss Lady. So Jay got yeah. felt up. I hear that. I did. I did. Well, it ain't. I don't. I don't feel like because you know who's getting felt up. Some of these girlies getting the Brazilians. Are you listening to the thing? Are you reading what they're saying? No. These girls are getting their Brazilian. They're like, oh yeah, my coochie lady plays with my pussy at the end all the time, and like, and I'm like, wait a minute, y'all are out here getting Brazilians, and people is flicking your beans. Ain't what is no black ass way. There ain't no fucking way. I'm like, girl, and they just be like, uh, yeah, my cushion. <laughs> what? I'm dead ass. I will find some of those messages and send them to you. I not mess, you know, online. I have seen it in threads from multiple people. I cannot imagine going to get a service that I didn't expect. And somebody goes and 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 starts flicking my bean. What? I am. That's crazy. I don't even know what to say. I am. I'm stunned. like, that's not even consensual, girl. <laughs> that's not even. What? I mean, unless you like, that's y'all. Not even, she didn't even ask. Y'all don't even no, talk about this ahead of time. This is a service. Like, are y'all being What's serious? What's happening? No, they're dead ass. They be dead ass. Well, yeah. what in the special victims unit is going on here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Chime in if you know what I'm talking about and you have seen. What I have seen. You guys are being, y'all getting happy endings down to your Brazilian. Y'all are getting happy endings at the Brazilian salons. You're getting your coochie wax and then played with. And while if that was the service that you went in there for, that wouldn't be a problem. But if you go in there for Brazilian and you didn't know, you (laughs) should get your coochie played with. That's kind of (laughs) wild. I don't know what to say. Because I guess I'm immediately thinking what I would do if it happened to me. And I don't know. 
Aside from kicking somebody in the head, I don't know. What. I don't like. I didn't come here to get my coochie played with, girl. If I thought if I, that's what I was coming here for, it like be a was it a conversation? Did it just happen and then it kept happening and you didn't say anything? I like how I've does something like Twitter. that begin? I don't know. I see it on the Twitter and it be threads and it be you know how you read the quotes and all the responses and people. Oh yeah, my coochie lady always. Oh yeah, my and I'm like, what in the fuck? Are y'all, where do y'all live? This is wild. Where is this happening? This is, this is happening in Las Vegas, California. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Glorilla. Um, Gloria. Um, but yes, that was my self-care. That was, we just went, we went all over the place. very, uh, that was a tangent of all tangents, but yes. Yeah, it was a time. What a time to Whoa. be alive. Oh. Let's move on to these petty peeves. Okay. <laughs> I'm still taking that. I know you are. <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. It's time for these petty peeves. Putting our petty on parade. Surely. Um, and y'all know my petty peeve usually ties into my self-care because as Around the Way Curl says, duality is a thing. As Getting Grown says, both end is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at that at the massage parlor that I told you all about. Right. Fantastic work. But while I was in the middle of getting this work, I don't know if they were a couple. I don't know if they were just a duo. But a man and a woman come into the salon carrying the fuck on as if they just walked into a bar. They are giggling. You know, they leave the room when you do the getting dressed and all of that. These niggas are laughing. They are cutting jokes. They are like, it is just a free for all. And so I think I winced in the ladies. Are you okay? Did it hurt? And I said, no, girl, I'm good. I was like, it's them. Because this is fucking up my experience. Next thing I know, she goes, hold on. And I hear her go over to them. Excuse me. Somebody is getting a massage in the next room. They were like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was your dumbass. <laughs> but I, no, dead ass though. But why, why would you come into a salon that does massages where you're coming to get a massage and think that you're loud, rambunctious ass whispering. And actually at a, at a point in time, they weren't whispering. They were like just talking. Mm-hmm. They started trying to whisper after the lady came and pointed out to them, but you're so inconsiderate and you think the world revolves around you so much that you can't shut the fuck up in a massage parlor. That is crazy to me. Like as soon as you walk in, and you start hearing that water running and you smell eucalyptus and you hear the Inya playing in the background. You don't get the motion to shut the fuck up. You got to shut up, guy. Shut up. But they don't think they have to do that because they're like, damn, your experience, the world belongs to us. Context clues. So, yeah, that was my petty peeve. All That's of the it. Context What's yours? Clues. Missed all of the context clues. Missed. I understand. Um, I understand. So uh, I actually have a driving petty peeve uh, um, today, and I don't know what's going on. Um, and maybe it's me. Maybe I'm out of touch. But have we decided as a people that we no longer use indicators? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And am I just like the old granny who is still? 
turning my blinker on when I need to change lanes or make an actual turn. Um, no, sister, that's what the fuck you're supposed to do. I thought so. But uh, here recently, I have just been driving amongst people who just cannot be so bothered as to let the rest of us know <laughs> what it is that they're mm. doing. They're just out here moving and they want us to just move with them, I suppose. But just like that, it's just <laughs> it, it is just, exactly it is just maddening. Um to to drive because I personally like to arrive alive. I I tend to specialize in mm-hmm. in safe arrival. Oh yeah, grateful oh, yeah. for that oh, yeah. skill set that I have. It's actually uh, important to acquired. Me. Yes, it is of something that I speaking of you know a conversation with Jovian something that I value greatly. Arriving Thank alive. You. Yes. Um, but for Top whatever three, reason, actually. I I tend to I, I find myself. By myself, because everybody else is just out here doing what they want to do behind the wheel. Mm. Okay? Mm, 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 Moving, mm, grooving, mm, mm. changing lanes, cutting people off. All kinds of sideways. Boys in the days. All kinds Uh of carrying on. And so, listen, think of me. If you're driving today, think of me (laughs) and consider... Turning your blinker on as you make turns. That's all Remember I Remember me. Think of me. Think of me <laughs> as you're making your rights and lefts. Think what, <laughs> what, would, what would be most helpful? What would ensure our collective safety and my own safety as well? I had to tell my homeboy that the other day. Just I a said, flick of the wrist. I want you to of think wrist. of me every time you litter, nigga. I was like, every time you litter, you're gonna you're gonna see my big yellow <laughs> moon cookie face in your head, and you're gonna oh, think twice before God. you throw that balled up napkin on the ground. Balled and up. you know what? Naughty napkin, nasty. He and now he can't get. What is Mary's? Shout out to Mary. Shout out to Mary. Uh, very much a part of the getting grown family. Mm-hmm. Mary's mother says, "Now that you heard it, you can't unhear it. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. You cannot unhear it." And so, I want you. And so that I love that you know we will oogie boogie right in your head, um, Kia. When you all are driving, think of Kia. Uh, oh my God! Somebody came up and said hello to me at the airport the other day. Nice. Um, she listens to the show. Shout out to you. But she said to me, you know, somebody pissed me off on the road. And I said, I'm going to keep a bag of batteries in my car the way that Jay does. But mind you, she said this in front of the production team who I'm traveling with. And I said, please don't do that. Please. I don't keep batteries in my car no more. I do. But I don't, you know, Jade went through that. So hopefully y'all don't have to go through that. Anyway, and thank we you. we will not be held responsible <laughs> when you are arrested. No. <laughs> Don't call me, girl. <laughs> Do not send any emails. I'm going to tell you what my father told me when I had warrants. When they get your black ass, don't call me. Do not. <laughs> and I got arrested. And guess what? I called him and he said, Click, I'm banging it on you. I told you, don't call me. And I did. And I had to figure it out. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> anyway, that's another day um, in the life of Jade many moons ago. Thank you all to, for listening to this chaotic episode of Getting Grown. Shout out to Jovian. Shout I, out to Jovian. Like, I can't wait yes. for our collaboration. It's, it's coming, y'all. It's going to be Liddy to Titty. Oh, yeah. You said Liddy in the city. I said Liddy to Titty. Liddy. Two titties itty are bitty. also lit in the city. They they are. You know what's more lit than two titties? Four. Three. Shout out to Angela Bassett. But thank you all again for listening to another episode of Kick Your Own. Sister, take us out because I'm done. I'm tired. Yes. Let, us all, <laughs> let us all go out. Uh, and remember that you attend to uh you you moisturize you keep your mind moisturized when you attend to the business that is yours and yours alone you keep your body moisturized when you drink as much of the lord's water as your body can muster and you keep your skin moisturized why sis because your black will crack if it's dry or if you're lying on the radio and you're negating black women's experiences oh a jingle yes it is thank you goodbye call me jamie fox bye (laughs) (laughs) employee of the month (laughs) episode of that show ever in life I am employee of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.